You are listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 3800 Marlton Pike, Pensacon, New Jersey. For more information, visit us at circleofhope.net. It's the, the third Sunday of Advent, and this, this week was, was hard for me in, in a little way. I was, um, I was at a, a funeral this week with these folks, uh, a, a dear, dear man, uh, Fred Kaufman, who I knew through the Kingdom Builders Anabaptist Network, that's some of them there, uh, and through Mennonite Central Committee. He passed away suddenly last week, and his funeral was on Tuesday. Here he is. Let's get a closer look. That's Fred. Just like this diverse picture of people here that he that he helped to, to form. Uh, his funeral was full of all kinds of people from literally all over the world. Hundreds came out to honor him on a rainy day. So we were all crowded into White Rock Baptist Church in West Philadelphia. And I was sitting in the back of the sanctuary, and there's an aisle between the front bank of pews and the back bank of pews where I was. So there was a pretty steady amount of traffic with that many people filtering in and out, coming late, maybe leaving early, going to the bathroom. And people, as they walked by, I, 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 it struck me so much that I wrote it down because I wanted to tell you about it. They were doing the little uh, crouch, you know, you know because, because uh, they needed to take up less space than they actually take up because they didn't want to block me and the people that were sitting with me. They blocked me anyway. But they wanted me to know that they didn't want to block me. So they scrunched up a little bit. Uh, you, you know that feeling when, when you feel like you should be smaller than you are? I have that feeling a lot. That, that feeling when you, when you feel like you need to be smaller than you are, that, that, that's bigger than just uh, when people are coming in here and they don't want to sit in the front row or at a funeral. When, when, when it feels like there's something from outside making you feel like you should be smaller than you are. Ah, that, that feeling, that, that's where I want to start. And, and in a lot of ways, I think that's where we all start. Today we're remembering the shepherds who, who came to bow at the manger of the infant Jesus. And, and here at the manger, we, can, we too can learn to bow for honor, like the shepherds bow. Not just some instinctive getting smaller crouch, but an actual bow. If we're able to stand up and bow on our own, of our own accord, out of our own joy, from our own sense of dignity and honor, we will be receiving Jesus' deliverance this Advent in a big way. Where does that, 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 feels like I'm too big feeling come from, like I need to be smaller. Where, where does it come from? Of course, you know, it's bigger. It, it's a metaphor. I, th- I think it's kind of a, uh, the, the status quo of, of where we live. Lots of things are making us feel like we should be getting smaller. When the government isn't listening to you, uh, when, when your spouse or your loved one doesn't attend to your needs, when your boss takes credit for your good work, when your neighbors seem to be excluding you, when you can't find your voice in a meeting even though you have something great to say, when you don't feel like you measure up anyway, 
this small shrinking feeling. It's coming at us from everywhere. And it's very easy to feel like we're all just being pushed around by outer, bigger forces. Makes you want to keep your head down, scrunch up, get smaller than you are, right? The shepherds in the the Christmas story are, are right there with you. There's a shepherd. They're keeping their head down. They're in the grind. Uh, they're out there working at night, that third shift. Who knows, maybe, maybe they lived with the sheep 24-7, 365 days a year. Maybe they didn't ever have a home to go to. Kind of down and out folks. I can imagine that life that they're living as pretty repetitive, even pretty miserable sometimes. It would be easy to wonder if you were in that position, is anything ever going to change? And maybe I'm projecting our modern working problems on, on these, these ancient people. Uh, maybe not. But I imagine that some of them felt like we do when all of those forces cause us to wonder if we should not just keep trying to get smaller. I imagine them saying that nothing they did would ever make a difference. I imagine them saying that they don't really matter that much to anyone but the sheep. Why try when we're so small? You ever feel like that? How do you wait in the face of despair? Advent's all about waiting in these different circumstances. How do you wait in despair? I think that's a good name for that feeling small feeling, despair. When nothing seems to matter and tomorrow will definitely be like today. Stay up all night in the cold, waiting for that morning star. Uh, get, get some naps in during the day if you can find some shade. Find the sheep some water. Get a little something to eat for yourself. Fight off predators and always, always, always be on guard. Repeat again and again, day after day, nothing new. When your every day becomes your evermore, how do you wait? If that's your life and your outlook on it becomes not just, it's not waiting anymore, it's just an acceptance of your fate. Passivity. Isn't waiting just passive despair if nothing is ever going to happen? I think it is. But these shepherds in the Christmas story, if they were thinking as I imagined them, and if they're anything like us, they were delivered from any despair they may have felt. They were pulled to their feet to their full height. God made them as big as they are, maybe bigger. And Jesus' birth delivered for them from that despair that nothing would ever change by doing something completely new, completely unexpected, completely like light show like Matt was doing before with angels and everything. Here's the story from N.T. Wright's translation. There were shepherds in the region, out in the open, keeping a night watch around their flock. An angel of the Lord stood in front of them. The glory of the Lord shone around them, and, and they were terrified. Don't be afraid, the angel said to them. Look, I've got good news for you, news which will make everybody very happy. Today, a Savior has been born for you, the Messiah the Lord, in David's town. This will be the sign for you. You'll find the baby wrapped up and lying in a feeding trough. 
Suddenly, with the angel, there was a crowd of the heavenly armies. They were praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and peace upon earth among those in his favor. So when the angels had gone again into heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Well then, let's go to Bethlehem and and see what it's all about. All this about the Lord has told us. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the feeding trough. When they saw it, they told them what had been said to them about this child, and all the people who heard it were amazed at the things the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured all these things and mused over them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as it had been told to them. The angel's message stands those shepherds up. Don't be afraid. Look, I've got good news for you. News that will make everyone happy. Today, a Savior has been born for you, the Messiah, the Lord, in David's town. And they're given a purpose. They're told to do something. They were chosen as messengers for angels. This will be the sign for you. You'll find the baby wrapped up and lying in a feeding trough. This message, it stands them up. It delivers them from their daily grind. There is something more. They are given a sign. They're given a savior. Today, a savior has been born for you. And this message stands us up too. Jesus comes to bring our humanity into its fullness. By becoming human, God elevates all of humanity. God God elevates you. God in human flesh, human flesh like yours. God God coming to these shepherds, these humble servants, just keeping their head down in the grind. God coming to these people here in Pensacan, just like those shepherds in many ways. God comes as a baby who was born to stand you up. So right now, if you're able, stand up. Everyone who can, stand up for a moment. And feel your full height. Even if you're not sure about this whole story, this will do you good. Stand up and feel your feet planted on the concrete. And breathe a deep breath with me. And breathe all the way down into your feet. Right up your legs and back through your neck. All the way to the top of your head. Can you take a breath that fills up your whole body? Do it one more time and make it, let it stand you all the way up. Let it out. Take up all the space your body takes up. You are enough. These shepherds were not crouching down, scrunching themselves into smaller than they were. They, they, they were supposed to be there. They were right where they were supposed to be. Angels had sent them. And you, all of you, are right where you are supposed to be too. Today, a Savior has been born for you. Breathe one more breath all the way from your feet up to the crown of your head. Fill up. And now before you sit down, from that full height, Try a little bow. 
It's more dramatic that way all the way from up there. All right, have a seat. Thanks for doing that. The bow is more powerful when you know who you are. When you bow to honor from a place of your own honor, it means more. You're not groveling. You're offering your fullness to another. You're not cowering before a mighty king who despises the space you take up, who worries about his power and whether you're going to take it from him. This king receives your love best when you bring it in all of your own fullness. The fullness that he has given to you, he wants it back. He wants you to stand up so you can bow. He came that you might know who you are. How do you wait in the face of despair? When nothing seems like it will ever change, stand up, bring your best, be yourself, and bow. When you know how big you are, your honor is is safer and stronger. When you know that Jesus has come to you to stand you up, you can suffer any number of indignities. You might start with, with small things like the perennial traffic problem that someone's trying to cut in on your line. I was not doing this on Friday night when I somehow got it stuck in 76ers traffic. I was almost running into the person in front of me so there'd be no space. I wasn't doing it. My, my dignity wasn't intact enough. Let the person go in front of you. Gwyneth, Gwyneth is the word of the angels to me <laughs> that I wasn't listening to in the moment. But it goes for bigger things, too, like, like, like fighting with your spouse. You know, that's a great place to, to have your dignity intact or speaking truth to powers that destroy your dignity and the dignity of the neighbors you love. That would be a good place to be safe and strong in the Lord, stood up all the way. Our need to protect our dignity often starts in in a much deeper place of wounding. Inattentive parents, trauma, dehumanizing conditions. And Jesus comes to save us and to heal us from just those things. These are the troubles which Jesus delivers us from. Today, a Savior has been born for you. You in your wounding. You when you feel like you're smaller or you should be smaller. One of the ways he saves us is by affirming who we really are. He knows that we are not scrunched up little people. Even if life has deformed and undignified us, even if the humans around us have made us to feel that way, they're wrong. And Jesus is right. He knows who you are. He knows that we are more than our jobs or our family dynamics or our patterns of behavior or our broken hearts. Jesus comes into all of those places in need of healing and delivers us. He saves us. The hope that something else could happen is real. It doesn't have to be the same, and you can step into that different future. You can step into that something else. He's inviting you into it in many ways. So Christmas is almost here. Three more days. Can you hold on to that tension a little longer? That feeling in your shoulders that makes you want to get small? Or or maybe there's a tension even in your body 
from from holding that clenched position. Can you shake it out just a little bit longer before you jump to action? Can you wait just a little bit more? Maybe you even have off from work these next couple days and you have an opportunity to, to be still, to wait. Can you wait just a little bit more? Because sometimes we, we aren't as aware as we need to be that we need that healing and that savior. Sometimes we aren't aware of how much we need to be delivered and from what we need to be delivered. So let's pay attention for just a few more days. Pay attention to how you're scrunched up, how you might be feeling stuck in that smaller place. It's from there that Jesus stands you up. It's for that place in you that Jesus is born. If Jesus is for you, if you are given a purpose that stands you up, can you really operate from that smaller place anymore? I don't think I'm going to get to you by telling you don't be scrunched up. Stop doing that. Don't do that thing with your shoulders. It's not going to work. You're going to have to actually stand up. You're going to need to do something new. It won't be the same. It's not going to work to just keep trying the old thing. Jesus is the new thing. And there's probably a new thing in your life that you could stand up into and go do. And it might be being comfortable. It might be doing that thing that we just did together, standing up and breathing. Start by knowing that you need deliverance and receive Jesus's invitation to stand up in your full height so that you can truly bow. Stand up, breathe deep, and receive your deliverance so you can bow with all your fullness and intention. Not because someone told you to, not because I told you to, not because even you think Jesus told you to but because your joy and your fullness that he has made you into is reciprocating that, that humility, that, that babiness, that, that connection. You're, you're bringing it back. You're bringing who he has made you to be back to him. And then the world changes. Let me pray and then you can talk back. It would be great if there were angels, Lord, to come and tell us to do this, to make it impossible not to act, to have something so incredible and fantastic that we couldn't avoid bringing our, our full height. But it's not always so fantastic. And in the subtle waiting, in the the grind that we might feel in the broken heartedness that seems to keep popping up in front of our eyes so we can't see the light. Come to us and help us. Send us aid. We need more than we have. Give us the courage and vulnerability and the trust to look to the brothers and sisters around us for that aid. They might be the angels you're sending to us. And give us the space to consider where it is you're being bright in our lives. We don't see it all. And we need time and your 
Holy Spirit, open our eyes to what it is you're doing and have always done. May Christmas come soon, and may Jesus be born in us too. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect drop-down at circleofhope.net.